Welcome to the serialized audiobook, Seven Deadly Seals, written by Alana Albertson, narrated by Jason Clark and Jennifer O'Donnell, produced at Brickshop Audio Inc. Seven Deadly Seals is also available in print as an ebook on the Radish Fiction app and as a full-length audiobook. If you want the whole story without waiting, grab one of these formats from the links at www.authoralanaalbertson.com. That's www.authoralanaalbertson.com. And now, Seven Deadly Seals, Episode 9. Chapter 9. Ksenia. As we sped away from the jail, my body chilled. The world seemed to be spinning around me, like I was stuck on some lazy Susan I couldn't jump off. Joaquin. I'd been inches away from my brother, close enough to breathe the same air, yet he hadn't a clue who I was, his own flesh and blood. Even worse, I could swear he was checking me out. In his defense, I didn't resemble his beloved sister. Fucking joke was on me, I guess. He knew me only as Grant's chick. Scratch that, Grant's stripper. But I'd taken a chance, a risk. When Grant was signing in at the jail, I placed that bracelet on my wrist. Our bracelet, the one I'd found at the top of the mountain. I flashed it at my brother the second I had an opportunity, hoping Joaquin would see it, hoping he would realize I was here for him, even though he'd tried to convince me to abandon him. A signal. Joaquin had seen it, a treasure only Mia could possess. But I had no idea if he even understood what it meant, that I was either Mia transformed or if that was too far-fetched, that I had sent someone to see him. Either way, I was sure he was sitting in his cell, racking his brain, trying to come up with an explanation. Damn it. Now that I thought about my actions, I realized I could have put my plan in danger. Not by Grant recognizing a bracelet he'd never seen, but by Joaquin possibly contacting his lawyer, demanding an answer. Joaquin could even think that Grant was in on my deception. Grant was smart. Could he have picked up on my exchange with Joaquin? He had never seen the bracelet before, so I didn't think he'd notice it. And if Grant had noticed the bracelet, at least he would have no way of connecting it to my true identity. As long as this random visit hadn't been some sort of test, I couldn't push that thought away. Going to visit a friend in jail didn't seem like a very normal outing choice for a fledgling relationship. And it was something Grant could do anytime on his own, with the jail being across the bridge from where he worked. Why did he want to take me with him? I hoped the reason he'd invited me had been more of an afterthought instead of a calculated plan. I forced these thoughts out of my head as we cruised down the freeway. I clung on to Grant, needing to feel him closer to me, wanting so much to put an end to this farce. I shuddered, and it wasn't from the cold wind. Grant's words had gutted me. Marry him? Grant had wanted me to marry him back then? Unbelievable. I mean, I'd always hoped we were headed in that direction, but Grant had always fed me some bullshit about 
how hard it was to be married to a team guy, and that we were too young. This knowledge changed everything. If I'd only known, I would have told him the truth about that night. I would have fought for us. I would have fought for him instead of running away. But back then, I'd felt completely alone for the first time in my life. I hadn't even told Joaquin what had happened to me. But there was no time to dream about what could have been. Seeing Joaquin so clearly just a day after I met Julian rattled me. I was more certain than ever that Julian was Joaquin's son. Julian had to be my nephew. Apparently, that would be one of the only mysteries in my life that I would be able to resolve quickly. Roman had texted me that the results of the DNA test would be in by the end of the week. I told Grant that I was feeling ill and I was surprised when he agreed to drop me back at my place. I wanted to spend the night crying in Grant's arms, confessing my sins, secrets, and suspicions to him, but there wasn't any time for that. Ksenia planned to make it up to him later, show up at his place, make him dinner, but now Joaquin's sister had to go to work. I decided against taking my car downtown in case I was pressured to drink, so I hailed a taxi. The driver dropped me off at Diamond. After a quick elevator ride, I arrived at the club. I was about to text Mitch to let him know I was here, but before I reached into my purse for my phone, I felt a hand grasp my wrist. You owe me a dance, a deep voice whispered. I didn't need to look up. Mitch's presence loomed behind me. Of course, Mitch. I will save for you the dance. Another voice spoke. No, you don't understand. You don't have the job yet. We need to know you can party. Our customers don't hold back. I looked up, and it was Jack. Damn, I knew the interview had been too easy. Party? I genuinely didn't have a clue what he meant, but my skin crawled at the possibilities. Did he mean, would I sleep with men? Get wasted? I shivered, wondering what these two had planned for me. Jack's eyes danced around my body. Why don't I take you to the lounge, and I'll show you. Jack headed toward the back of the club, I leaned into Mitch as he put his arms around me, and we followed Jack. Two shiny gold doors opened up to another room, and there it was, the golden stripper pole. My hand shook. It didn't matter if the pole was made out of gold or tin to me. I was still expected to dance and degrade the fuck out of myself on it for him. Fuck. Jack leaned against a booth, his eyes focusing on me. Let's see what you got, baby doll. Mitch slid into a black leather lounge chair, facing the front of the pole. I hesitated, and a scowl crossed Jack's face. Look, sweetie, dance for us now, or get the fuck out of here. We've got girls coming in here all the time. I don't have time for your bullshit. What an asshole. Okay. I'm sorry, I am little nervous. I took to the stage, 
waiting for the music to start. Jack played a melodic tune, which suited me fine. I climbed the pole, did a couple of aerial moves, then decided to do an old school strip tease, more Rita Hayworth and Gilda than Nomi and Showgirls. I slowly moved the shoulder straps of my gown off my shoulders, exposing my black lace corset, my full breasts spilling over the top. A shimmy of my hips, and my gown fell to the floor, revealing my garter belt and stockings. Mitch's lips parted, his eyes hungry. I worked the pole, making sure not to volunteer a lap dance. My song ended not a moment too soon. I stared at my rumpled dress. What would come next? I wanted to go home. I went to gather my clothes, but Mitch stopped me. That was good, but you're not off the hook. You still owe me a private dance. I figured, well, one degrading step at a time. Jack turned back to me. Time to party, baby. I don't know what it is you mean. I am not hooker. Mitch pulled me into him, which made my mind flash with scenarios of being gang raped since I was practically naked. I got you, babe. Let's have a drink. A waitress came to our table, and I ordered a cocktail. I felt dizzy, and a sense of dread filled my body. My eyes scanned this room, staring at the exit door, trying to plan an escape route. Let me show you. Jack pulled a mirror and a small bag out of his back pocket. My eyes fluttered, focusing on the moonlight through the windows. There was about two ounces of white powder in the bag. Mitch's eyes dilated. I jerked my head back, unable to control my reaction. It was cocaine. Cocaine. I knew the seals were drug tested all the time. So clearly something was amiss here. Was this the key? Had they been involved with some type of drug deal and Joaquin found out? Was Mitch involved in framing him? Holy shit. Relax, baby. Mitch pulled me to him. You've never done it? It's an incredible high. Jack laid down a mirror and poured a thin line of coke. He took out a credit card and smushed the powder down. Mitch handed him a dollar bill and Jack snorted a line. Then Mitch followed. My eyes dazed and my skin tingled. Mitch pushed the mirror into my hands and handed me a razor blade. Here, your turn. This will help loosen you up. Then we can have some fun. Was this some type of test? This had to be a trap. Was Grant here somewhere? Or maybe he was going to take pictures of me and show Grant. What was I doing? Was this getting me any closer to Joaquin? But I couldn't say no. I'd never even smoked a cigarette. I was an actress and didn't want to fuck up my voice. But my gut wrenched, and I felt almost certain that if I didn't pass this test, the hard partying up for anything stripper test, my game would be over. I closed my eyes. I could do this. 
The drugs running through this place could be linked to the murder. I'd made too many sacrifices to get here. What was one more? I took a deep breath, stared at Mitch, who nodded at me expectantly, and inhaled a line. My gums numbed. A bitter metallic taste dripped in my throat. I tried not to gag. My insides were quivering, but it wasn't from the blow. I was in a strange place, with men I didn't trust. Grant wasn't with me. Through this entire time, since I'd transformed, I'd convinced myself I'd always at least maintain control. But I was anything but in control of this situation. I finally realized how vulnerable I truly was. Mitch rubbed my back, and I fought the sudden overwhelming desire to get close to him. His fingers made me tingle, and I imagined him touching me. Hell, I wanted him to touch me. I wanted to lose myself in pleasure, forget about my fucked up life and indulge. Pulses of euphoria streamed through my body. Mitch leaned in and kissed my neck. His now potent scent startled me. A flash reminded me of the only other time in my life that I'd lost control. A time that ruined my life. But I didn't have time to focus on Mitch. Because not even a minute later, the heavy doors swung open, and Grant was standing there in front of me, a look of disgust marring his beautiful face. Chapter 10 Grant Sure, I fucking followed her. Ksenia, Mia, whoever the fuck she was. If she were Ksenia, then maybe she was a typical dancer who saw me as nothing more than another client. Did she think I was dumb and wouldn't know she was going to party with another guy? My fellow teammate at that? Guys have been killed for lesser reasons. She squirmed out of Mitch's arms. Grant! She bit her nails, trying to cover her cleavage with her arms. She was wearing a corset and a fucking garter belt. But if she were Mia, it would make sense for her to be here to investigate the dead stripper. Though Tiffany never worked here, Diamond was the hottest new gentleman's club, and many of the former Panthers girls had made their way here. I wanted to call Ksenia out right now. All I knew was that this full bullshit scenario was giving me a headache. I didn't know whether to beat Mitch up or to thank him. Mitch pushed her off him, got up and shook my hand. Sorry, man. I told you she was just a stripper. His nose was runny. Fuck. He was doing blow again. He better not have given that shit to Ksenia. Before I could respond to Mitch, the waitress brought a tray of drinks. Two whiskeys and a rum and coke. A rum and coke. Mia's drink. Since I met Ksenia, she'd only drunk vodka. I fucking knew it. If I didn't see it clear as fucking day earlier today, when faced with her brother, I saw it then. How the fuck had she pulled this shit off? The Russian accent, the body, the face, the goddamn stripping. This chick was insane. My stomach wrenched. I didn't know if I should be pissed off or impressed. I shook Mitch's sweaty palm, my mind plotting my next plan of attack. 
My turn to play games. It's cool. I didn't come here for her. Is Autumn around? My eyes darted toward Ksenia, who was struggling to pull on her dress. Her chin dipped to her chest, her posture slumped. Too bad I was done falling for her bullshit. Yeah, I'll get her. Mitch slapped me on the shoulder before heading back into the main area of the club. Jack put his slimy hand on Ksenia. You're tired, sweetie. Come by next weekend and you can start. Thank you, Mr. Jack. Mr. Jack. Hearing her call him that in her obnoxious, accent-laced baby voice put me over the edge. Jack left the room, leaving Ksenia and me alone. I stood my ground. She took her walk of shame and placed her hand on my shoulder. I shoved it off. The cute, wounded little look she gave me did nothing whatsoever to help her case. Grant, I'm sorry. It is not what it looks like to be. Mitch told me at party that he could get me job here. I know you got me job at bar, but I need more money. I was afraid to ask it to you, because I know you do not want it for me to strip. She was lying, about what I didn't know yet. I steadied my breath. I would see this through until I outed her for who she really was, though I would continue to hide her identity from my teammates. I'd work with her to exonerate Joaquin, and then send her the fuck out of my life forever. Either way, Getting rid of this chick couldn't come a moment too soon. I don't care what you do. I was trying to help you, but if you want to do blow and get naked with a bunch of my friends, be my guest. I don't have time for a cock tease. I raised my head and glared into her eyes. Yep, her pupils were dilated. Man, I'll fucking kill Mitch when this is over. Her fingers brushed up against me again and I recoiled. Take me home together with you. I promise I will not tease you. Don't fall for it, Grant. She's an actress. She's playing you. I pushed her off of me. I don't fuck junkies. She gave me a blank stare and I turned away from her. Mitch returned with Autumn. She smiled when she saw me and I gave her a big hug. Blonde bob, tight clothes, perky ass. I had been about to fuck her the night of the murder, but we both partied so hard we passed out. She was a nice, sexy girl, but I hadn't been able to find an emotional connection with her. Autumn and I chatted in the booth while Ksenia stared at us. After about five minutes, I was about to walk away with Autumn. Get wasted. Maybe if I fucked her tonight, I could take my mind off Ksenia. But I couldn't resist. I took one final glance back. Ksenia's hair hung in her face like a spider web, and her lip was trembling. Exactly like Mia's used to. Fuck, what was wrong with me? I kissed Autumn on the cheek, told her it was great to see her. I was a goddamned idiot not to make a night of it with her, but I still needed some answers. 
Maybe Ksenia would break down and confess everything to me after I fucked her brains out. I grabbed Ksenia by the wrist until she yelped. Fine. You want to play games, little girl? Make me jealous by fucking around with my friend? Her eyes widened, almost doe-like. I made a mistake. Please, you must forgive me. Stop talking. You want this night to continue? You will obey my orders. What I say goes. Let's get the hell out of here. She nodded quickly, her skin flushed. I was a Navy SEAL, the ultimate alpha male. When I dated Mia, I'd never let her see my whole self. I'd never brought that shit home with me. I'd treated her like the little fucking princess I'd always thought she deserved to be. I'd been the nice guy, tender, loving, and attentive. I had aimed to please her rather than myself. Tonight, she hadn't earned that right. I'd be selfish and fuck her how I'd always wanted to. I was done minding my fucking manners. Chapter 11 Ksenia I didn't want this high to come crashing down, because I knew when it did, I would realize what a really horrible idea this was. Tingles ran through my body. The thought of Grant dominating me made me excited. I wanted to please him, fulfill all of his desires. I thought for sure it was over just moments ago, The Grant was going to tell me to fuck right off for good. Clearly, he was jealous. For a minute, it looked like Autumn was going to be the lucky recipient of all that pent-up rage and lust, and fuck this whole thing if I was going to let that happen. I couldn't help it. I wanted it to be me. We arrived at his place without a single word. He shoved me in the front door. Grant ran his hands over my body stopping over my nipples, rubbing them through my dress. So you like playing games with me? Does that turn you on? I reached for his cock. Yes, it did tonight. And it did. I liked how he squirmed for me, how much he wanted me. It was a welcome reprieve in the middle of all the chaos. He pulled up the side of my dress and snapped my garter belt. The fabric stung, but the shock of pain excited me. Do you want me, Ksenia? You are free to leave at any time. All you have to do is say no. Yes, I want you. I need you. Let me please you. I moved my hand to undo his belt but he pushed me away. Don't speak. You are here to please me. Got it? On your knees. I obeyed, a breath escaping me. I wanted to submit to him. I also wanted to ask him who the hell he was and where was this behavior coming from. But right now, I couldn't bring myself to care. My head was a lust-filled haze. He dropped his pants. Take my cock out. I did. I grasped his big, beautiful cock. See how hard I am for you, Ksenia? Yes, you are. He grabbed me by the nape of the neck. 
I told you not to fucking speak. Whoa. I nodded shakily. My pussy throbbed. I couldn't believe how much I loved this. Open your mouth wide. Wrap your lips around my cock. And suck. Finally, he was treating me like the stripper slut he thought I was. And I wanted it. His filthy commands. His anger. His passion. I wanted all of him. And with the mask I was wearing, I would finally be able to explore his deepest fantasies. He thrust deep into the back of my throat. My lips clamped tightly around him. My tongue circled the head, sucking, teasing. He growled. Good job, baby. You're a dirty little cocksucker, aren't you? Take me deeper. I took him as deep as I could, his cock tickling the back of my throat. His eyes closed for a few seconds. Then he placed his hand on the back of my head, guiding my movement. I couldn't get enough of him. I never wanted to stop. But after another moment, he pulled himself out. The silence of the night filled the air. I dared to look up at his face. What? Did I not please you? You please me fine. But I want to taste you. A shiver ran through my body. He carried me into his bedroom and positioned me on his bed. His capable hands slowly unhooked my bra. His fervent kisses showered my neck, his hot mouth probing mine. But these weren't sweet and loving kisses like I'd known with him. These were animalistic and raw. My hands moved to touch his massive chest, but he pinned my arms above my head. Spread your legs. He barked, his deep, throaty voice sexier than ever. He pulled a belt from the side of the bed and tied my wrists up to the headboard. I tried to hold on to what little composure remained. I'd never seen Grant like this. But one look up at his face showed a man who was totally in control, taking what he wanted. I was nervous. But even now, Grant had a way of making me feel safe. Once I was restrained, his mouth made its way down my body. His tongue lashed at my nipples until they turned a bright shade of red. I ached to feel him inside me, for him to have his way with me. Luckily for me, it didn't seem like I'd have to wait long. You're so fucking perfect. Like someone sculpted you just for me. Despite this hell in a handbasket night, I held back a laugh. He pushed my panties aside his tongue just a centimeter away from my lips. But then he stopped, the vein in his neck bulging. He sat up, his breath hitched. It was as if time had frozen. Just our labored breaths filled the room. His eyes widened, and he placed his head in his hands, sighing heavily. I think you need to leave. Now. What the? Why? What is wrong? 
Did I not be pleasing to you? His jaw dropped, and he squeezed his eyes shut. He untied my wrists. Get out of my house and lose my number. Don't ever call me again. What did I do wrong? His nostrils flared, his lips pulled back, teeth bared. Get the fuck out. I stumbled out of bed, covering my body with my hands. I awkwardly dressed, grabbed my purse, and dashed out of there, leaving Grant naked on his bed. What was I missing? My body shivered despite the warm San Diego breeze. I called a taxi, and it whisked me back to the only place I had left. Somehow, I'd fucked up everything in my life. For now, the only thing that remained was this quest. I still owed Mitch a private dance. A dance that would bring me one step closer to solving this mystery. Chapter 12 Grant A baby. Mia had a fucking baby. Where was this baby? Was I a father? I had to assume this was connected to her leaving me years ago, while I was laid up in the hospital. We'd made love when I returned from deployment, and then she'd vanished. Completely. No trace. I mean, this bitch was psycho. Like that chick from Gone Girl. I hadn't noticed the scar before. Not when she stripped for me or had spent the night at my place. I'd been too focused on fucking her. But I was a goddamn Navy SEAL corpsman. I knew what a C-section scar looked like. Done. I was so fucking done with her mind games, she could waste the rest of her life trying to help Joaquin, but I would no longer be her pawn. I wouldn't even consider that I was wrong. Ksenia was Mia. She was. I was surer about that than I was about the sky being fucking blue. I had to find out if her kid was alive, if my kid was alive. If she had my child and had kept him or her from me, I'd fucking lose my mind. Maybe she had cheated on me. Although I never saw any signs of that, I can't assume anything about this chick to be true anymore. Where was this fucking baby? I wouldn't rest until I found out what had happened to him or her. Fuck, I couldn't believe it. She was my Achilles' heel. But now I was free. Free forever from her. Time to live by our motto. A Navy SEAL never makes the same mistake twice. Chapter 13 Cassinia. My mind couldn't stop replaying every second of my interaction with Grant. The only thing I could come up with was that he had seen my C-section scar. But why would that bother him so much? Ksenia could have had a child before she met him. It would only bother him if he knew. And if he knew, I was well and truly fucked. I dismissed that thought. Mitch greeted me at the door of Diamond after I sent him a text message. The cocky son of a bitch crossed his arms and thrust out his chest. See? I knew he'd get bored with you. Mitch rubbed his hand on my back. Fuck. I didn't want this especially after leaving Grant like I had. But I didn't have a choice. I felt in my soul that I was supposed to be here. 
Mitch led me to another room. This room had no pole, just a plush bed. Fuck. I thought you wanted a dance. We could go to other room and I can give to you on the pole. My voice squeaked. Mitch took my hand and let out a grunt. You know what you came here for. You want my cock just as badly as I want to give it to you. I had to think fast and get the hell out of here. But before I could plot, his hand tugged down his shorts, exposing his huge cock. I attempted to look away, but something besides his massive dick caught my eye. A scar. A deep mark, almost like a divot dug into his waist, like someone had jabbed him with something sharp, almost like they might have been trying to get away from him. Something like a stiletto he Holy fuck, it had been Mitch. I gasped, I stumbled, dizzy, disoriented. It couldn't have been him. After all these years, wondering who had fucked up my life, ruined my relationship with Grant. My mind flashed back to that night. Grant and Joaquin had been deployed. I'd been young and stupid. It was just a regular party on campus, right? Nothing could go wrong. Didn't I deserve to have some fun? Tori begged us not to go, but Dara, April, and I wanted to have a girls' night before our men came home. The night started out great. Music, beer, dancing, typical frat party but it quickly went downhill. I became nauseous, as if I'd been drugged. I went into a room to lie down and passed out. I'd woken up a few hours later. The room was dark and I was unable to focus. A massive man on top of me. My panties pulled down to my feet. Powerless to scream, I made a quick decision. I grabbed my heel and pierced it into his flesh. Left one lasting scar of his attack, Something that one day would hopefully help me identify him. Something that he would have to explain for the rest of his life, every time he had sex. A reminder that I would never go away. But no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't forget about him. Especially when he'd left me with a tragic reminder of his violence. A reminder that I had loved, that I'd even felt grateful for. A reminder that had given me a purpose in my life. A will to go on, even without Grant. But after that reminder was taken from me in a cruel twist of fate, I'd become consumed with bitterness. I'd shed everything that was left of my life, except for my brother. Now I wanted revenge. Mitch would not get away with what he'd done to me. I hadn't reinvented myself to seek revenge. My goal was to exonerate my brother. I would spend my last breath working for his freedom, but first, I would get mine. I had yet another mission. Mitch must pay, especially now that I'd lost Grant. Again, I'd lost control. I'd snapped. I was crazed. You've been listening to Episode 9 of Seven Deadly Seals. Tune in next week for Episode 10. You've been listening to Seven Deadly Seals, written by Alana Albertson, narrated by Jason Clark and Jennifer O'Donnell, produced at Brickshop Audio Inc. Seven Deadly Seals is also available in print as an ebook on the Radish Fiction app 
and as a full-length audiobook. If you want the whole story without waiting, grab one of these formats from the links at www.authoralanaalbertson.com. That's www.authoralanaalbertson.com.